You are listening to WERA 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. This is your girl Yazzie Speaks on Millennial Minds. This evening, we have a very beautiful, distinguished guest. Her name is Cordelia Crenshaw. She is Miss District of Columbia, USA 2019. And she is the founder of Acts of Random Kindness. Hi, Cordelia. Hi, Yazzie. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing great. So excited Good. to be here. Yes, I'm excited to have you and to meet you in person. Let's start from the beginning. Tell us um, where you grew up, um, where you're from, and just some, you know, sort of your backstory and, and some of your your personal testimony. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually grew up in Alexandria, Virginia, mm-hmm. and I now reside in Washington, D.C. I moved there about six years ago when I decided to pursue my master's in social work. Awesome. From? From the University of Maryland. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Um, graduated with my undergrad degree from George Mason University. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what did you study? Social work. Okay. Social okay. work there, yes. So I actually got my master's in one year, which was amazing. Um, I was that actually, is amazing. I was actually 22 when I graduated with a master's degree. So based okay. on, you know, the history of my life and my upbringing, you typically don't really see that. So it was a, a, a huge accomplishment in my life, mm-hmm. and I'm very proud that I was able to do that. So I usually always start off with, with my um, probably historical line now at this point <laughs> at 12 years old my mom was sentenced to 10 years in prison mm-hmm. and my dad was a alcoholic which resulted in me ending up in the foster care system but I actually didn't get into foster care until I was 14 15 mm-hmm. so throughout that time from 12 to about that age I was bouncing around from home to home I was homeless Uh, couch surfing, probably just really trying to figure it all out Mm -hmm. um, while dealing with the fact that, you know, my mom and my dad essentially didn't have the means to provide for me as a young lady. Um, My mom had been in and out of incarceration prior to me being 12. So my life had always been in constant motion, whether it was me living with other people um, my mom going in and out of jail, me having to live with my father. Mm-hmm. But that that 12 year old self hearing that my mom had 10 years, it was like, whoa, yeah, whoa, she won't yeah. be out until I'm 22. Wow. Um, and were you did you happen to actually be in court like for hearings or anything? No, like I okay. never went to any of her court hearings. I, I think I was just too young for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. But you remember being told. Oh, like, yeah, man. I remember there were two vital times in my life where I remember this process. So my mom would call these family meetings to tell us that she was like going back to jail. It was really weird. Like, Mm. you know, family meeting, you would think you're hearing some good stuff. Maybe you need to do your chores. Right. But she would like call these family meetings and tell us, you know, yeah, then I messed up again. I'm about to go back to prison. Mm. Um, And then at that point where she was exposing it to it, she never really knew how much time she had. So the very first time she went to prison in my life that I can recall was when I was about five years old. That was actually the first time me and my younger sister went into foster care. And she um, I think she was there for maybe about two years. And then she went back for 18 months and during that period of time my dad had remarried and I lived with him for a little bit Mm -hmm. Uh, but the time that 18 month period 
I was living with my mom and my stepdad. We were living in Warwick Village. And if you're from Alexandria, you know exactly where this is. Mm -hmm. But we were living in this house. Um, It was my mom and my stepdad. So my mom and my dad both remarried. And I remember sitting on the steps. And so after these, let me take a step back. So after these family meetings, it would be constant court court hearings, you know, maybe week, week after week. Mm-hmm. And so we never really knew when she was going to leave. And maybe she knew, like, based on, you know, pretrial, trial, sentencing, et cetera. But back then I wasn't that educated on the on the process. Right. And so I never knew when she would come home after court. And I remember sitting on the steps and asking my um, my stepfather, like, is my mom, like, is she coming home? And he would, you know, say she was gone. And um, so live fast forward to the time where I was 12. Uh, we actually had a neighbor who was from Arizona and she took me. She had a daughter my age and I got to drive with her from Virginia to Arizona, which was an amazing trip oh, wow. and experience. I think How many hours is it? days girl days <laughs> I don't even know days <laughs> but it was experiences like that that I feel like has gotten me to where I am today mm. just exposure and seeing things in the world outside of my typical day-to-day mm. and so at 12 um, I was in Arizona after this trip and we actually called nobody wanted to tell me how long my mom got but her, the friend of the family, we ended up calling the prison and we found out. So, yeah, that it was what, that 10 it years? was 10 years at 12. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So to think back, that was in 2005. Mm-hmm. It's 2019. That. My mom is home. She's obviously a returned citizen mm-hmm. in the community, doing great, amazing things for herself. She's actually an entrepreneur, which I admire because that is the path that I am trying to take. So it's just a beautiful thing to see her um, go through experiences. <clears throat> Excuse me. See her go through experiences and end up where she is today. One of my most favorite positive affirmations is that everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And to see that she found her passion. So she ended up learning Braille in prison. So she transcribes wow. Braille for the bl- blind. That is amazing. Like yeah. someone taught her Braille? Yeah. Or? Yep. yep. There was a program in the prison. She committed herself to it. She learned Braille. And that now she phenomenal. transcribes Braille. That is phenomenal. Yeah. Wow. And if you don't mind me asking, where was she incarcerated? In Virginia. Fluvanna, okay. So it wasn't far. Yeah, no. No. Far. Yep. I, so actually, I didn't even see my mom for three years mm-hmm. before, uh, after she was um, sentenced and incarcerated. Yep. Because I was just bouncing around. I didn't really have Mm -hmm. any stability. Nobody was going to take me there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't until she advocated to see me once I got into foster care and my foster mom would take me. Oh, wow. And that didn't really last very long because in the middle of my senior year, I ended up going into a group home. Mm -hmm. I had a car. I went to college. So I graduated with my undergrad at George Mason, but then I ended up going to college um, for my, the first two years at Old Dominion University, I see. which was a lot closer to the prison. So my brother was going to school out there. So we would take Saturday trips out there, which is insane to really think about and reflect on because it's like I'm a college student right. and I am choosing to go see my mom on a Saturday when mm-hmm. I can be sleeping in, studying, partying, right. you know, who so knows? So many things, yes. right, right, boot up or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So... 
Wow, I understand. Yeah. Mm. And it's just just reflecting on my own life. Um, you know, my father was in and out of jail and prison for a long time. And my mom had passed when I was uh, 13. So if I, I always think, you know, if, if my grandmother hadn't really been who she, who she was and stepping up and, you know, taking care of grandkids, I, w- I would have ended up in foster oh, care yeah. Oh, or, yeah. or, you know, a group home. I really would have. And Wow. I mean, now you're Miss District of Columbia, USA. um, And I know you have your own initiatives. So like what (laughs) what made you decide to to go, you know, to compete in a pageant? And what is what is your current platform and what what are you currently doing? Absolutely. I actually started pageants when I was 16. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I was, I was not someone, did someone suggest? No. So I actually, I was looking up like modeling online. Mm -hmm. I never really, so I struggle with confidence. Um, but you know how you, you always hear people tell you how you look. Right. Right. right, right. So I was often told that I was pretty or Mm -hmm. that I was beautiful, which is true. Thank you. (laughs) And now I embrace that. Um, but I was always told those things, never actually believed them. But I was actually at my foster mother's job one day on the computer and I came across across pageants. Mm -hmm. And it was like the pageant that kind of takes all your money. And so I took the information to my cheerleading coach. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I don't know what made me do this. I don't I know what made me look it up online. I wasn't really girly back then, but Mm -hmm. I wanted to embrace that. I don't know what made me take this information to my cheerleading coach. But my cheerleading coach knew about pageants. And she was like, no, this is not the pageant for you. I'm going to take you to this pageant. And the pageant was a week away. It was a teen pageant. I thought first runner up was the winner. And we all know that first runner up is not the winner. Right. right. So she the crowd was empty. I was a teen. It was a local teen pageant. She looked at me and she said, you won. And I was like, what? (laughs) They called my name. I started crying. It was. Oh, wow. Yep. And. So she basically coached you like through it, this pageant. She coached me to the point where I had she had competed in pageants. I took her size twelve dress and and tailored it down to my size, mm-hmm. probably a two, mm-hmm. and I won that pageant in her hand me down dress. That is yep. Wow, that's yep. amazing. Yep, it and was, then it kept going. After yeah, that. and she was actually there when I won District of Columbia USA, which was amazing to see and I know she was so 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 proud of me because I didn't I had no idea I would be doing appearances like I was in a parade Mm -hmm. I you know was involved in high school things so I had no idea what I was getting myself into I then competed for Miss Virginia outstanding teen wow I was like what is going on but (laughs) then I I really just didn't have the financial means to continue with it so I stopped Mm -hmm. Um, I also had a judge tell me that I should be writing a book instead of competing in pageants, which you can do it all. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So did that. Fast forward to moving to D.C., thinking, oh, I've healed from my upbringing. Mm. I'm a social worker. Let me go in here and become Miss District of Columbia, USA. And little did I know what I was going to be competing against Deshauna Barber. Yeah. 
Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's so funny. Yes. <laughs> Who went on to become Miss USA. I did not even place that year. I was so Barbara Cranshaw. We were right next to each other in line. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting before she went into the interview room because she was telling me how she's competed in pageants time after time. And I'm looking at her like, girl, why do you keep coming back? I'm confused. And so she was just like, you know, uh, she spoke very highly of um, our former director, Miss Carla Crawford, Mm -hmm. and talked about the just the integrity of the pageant, which was amazing. And I felt that leaving the pageant, even not placing out of 16 girls. And of course, when I when I my mom would tell me that, you know, people were intimidated by me. She could hear the parents talking, yada, yada, yada. But the thing was, was the confidence wasn't there. Mm. The confidence wasn't there. And so you can see that confidence radiates from within. Yes. It doesn't matter what you look like on that the outside. It doesn't matter what type of clothes you have on, how expensive they are or inexpensive they are. Confidence radiates from within. Mm. I and like um, I had to do a lot of self-reflection over the years. It took me, I won on my fourth try fourth yeah Woo! yeah yep. and, and the wow. third year really killed me because i so i ended up saying okay i'm gonna go back and compete again let's try this i can do this ended up competing i got fourth runner up so i was like okay next year i went from not placing to fourth runner up mm-hmm. i am gonna win i got fourth runner up two years in a row so of course to me i'm like okay mm. i'm consistent but I'm not progressing. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing something right. Mm-hmm. And then the year before I won, that entire year, I didn't even think about the pageant because I just, you sometimes you just get too caught up in it. Yeah. You're trying to be yeah. too perfect mm-hmm. and, and, and just do things the way that they don't come naturally. Mm-hmm. And so I did a lot of self-reflection. And really at that point, I just told myself that I was worthy of it. I don't think that I really believed that I deserved the crown. Mm. And so when I realized that just because I didn't have the same background as anybody else on that stage or because the trajectory of my life didn't say this is what it would be, I knew that all of that didn't matter. None of that mattered. Mm. What mattered was me believing in myself. And the judges saw that that night. That is amazing. Yeah. Wow. Here I am. The power of (laughs) self-reflection and resilience. And here you are. Oh, wow. Wow, Cordelia. Very powerful story. Thank Um, you. So what is your platform? And, you know, tell us about Acts of Random Kindness. Yes. So I founded ARC in 2014 after being... Um, realizing the statistic that I was one of 6% nationally to be graduating with a bachelor's degree after being in foster care, mm, while yeah, being in 6%, foster care. Yeah, 6%. That's low. That's, and the number is mm. not really high. I think it's maybe 13% now. Mm-hmm. And so in realizing that, someone asked me, like, what legacy are you going to leave? What legacy are you going to leave? I like these people and that that, yes, that, man, that are around village, you. They ask deep questions. <laughs> yes, my village is strong. And so, you know, I just thought about it. And I was like, well, I guess I could create a nonprofit. And I did. And actually, Acts of Random Kindness, my brother uh, brought this to my attention. It is in the Bible. But there's this movie called uh, Bruce Almighty. Uh, yes yes i've heard it bruce yes. almighty bruce almighty mm-hmm. and there's a scene where there's two gentlemen they're at the beach and one gentleman asked the other how do you change the world 
And he starts to write arc in the sand and he says one act of random kindness at a time. Wow. And so that was my thing. I want to change the world. So we need to be out here, you know, giving acts of random kindness. Yes. And um, so arc and then That's our deep. our mission, our motto, motto is bridging the gap. So if you think about an arc, think about a bridge. Um, so, wow. yeah. So we're bridging the gaps in the community. We, we are working with youth who are experiencing um life challenges whether that be homelessness foster care incarcerated parents parents Mm -hmm. who have substance abuse issues poverty essentially i just want to break that cycle i want to encourage and inspire anyone regardless of your background that you know if there's something that you you're facing in life you can overcome it but most importantly if there's a cycle a repeated cycle within your family that you want to break then you can do that too Mm. Come on, break the cycle. Yes. I yes. love it, Cordelia. Thank wow. You. you are amazing. Thank you. Yes. Um honestly, my my lived experiences have made me who I yeah. am today. Yeah. And without them, I would not be the woman that I mm. am. Um, I've de- dedicated my entire reign to doing a district-wide school tour. Mm-hmm. So I go to schools and talk about the importance of education. I feel like yes. that was yes. my pathway to success. And yes. everybody, I mean, knowledge is power, right? Whether you yes. go to college or not, that's not something that I necessarily um, promote or put pressure on other people. Mm-hmm. But just understanding that you have to be knowledgeable in whatever it is that you want to do, yes. you want to accomplish. That's right. Knowledge is power. And so I talk about the importance of staying in school, regardless of what's going on at home. Because I, I was that student that was disrespectful to her teachers. Mm-hmm. I'm by no means perfect at all. Mm-hmm. And growth is beautiful. Yes. So at some point, I was definitely that that student that skipped school, that didn't want to go to class, that didn't really want to, I just didn't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had this epiphany in ninth grade, and I was like, wait a minute, I'm going to need these teachers for recommendations for mm-hmm. college, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I actually sent them emails and apologized to them, asking for a second chance. <laughs> and they were probably like, this girl is so disrespectful to me. <laughs> I think that I really made education my priority and I was able to, um, you know, maneuver through that and make sure I was on top of everything. So with that, I talk about that during my district wide school tour, but my entire platform is around foster care awareness. Mm -hmm. I was so blessed to go to Miss USA and Reno Tahoe and meet, you know, amazing women all across the nation representing their states. And I was fortunate enough to make top 10 where mm-hmm. my story aired on live television, mm-hmm. where millions of people witnessed um, a youth that, or a young lady that went through the foster care system walk the national Miss USA stage yes. and really kind of hear about my experiences and my story. And so I walked off that stage after not being called into top five fulfilled mm. because there are so many untold stories about youth growing up in foster care or even yes. like yourself, right? You mm-hmm. talked about the fact that if your grandmother was not there, then that would have been you. And there are so many families just like that. So mm. I was unfortunate enough to have to experience that. Mm-hmm. But at the same token, that doesn't make my life experiences any different than yours. Wow. It just means that you had someone in your family that was willing to take on that challenge mm-hmm. and to step up 
and to and to support you yeah. in, in whatever way they could. And I wish that, you know, families and communities will continue to come together mm. like that for children who are facing life challenges. Yes. I really I always talk about how I need to just go into a neighborhood and re like live in this neighborhood the worst neighborhood you can possibly think of Mm -hmm. and implement the things that were implemented in my life or the things that I believe can really help you break a cycle and overcome poverty. Mm -hmm. Because if you, um, if you think about it, like exposure is everything. Taking a village is everything. I always, I, I wasn't really around in this, in this generation where you could knock on someone's door and get a cup of sugar (laughs) or some eggs or some milk. You knock on someone's door to, They'd be like, uh, they won't even open the door. Exactly. You don't even know the person. So you're probably not even going to go knock on that, that door. And that too. Yes. <laughs> so like, I want to, ex- I want that type of community for, for, for us. That's I want beautiful. that type of community. And so I, I believe and we that. we can create it. Oh we yeah. We, it. Oh yeah. And I know that, you know, one day I will have the means to do that with my organization, go mm. in and implement a curriculum that is going to transform the entire community. Yes. Um, it's funny because I've looked up the word gentrification, which mm-hmm. is like rapidly expanding, um, you know, big cities. D.C. is not the only oh, city yeah. that's going through gentrification. Mm-hmm. And what I understand gentrification to be is an experience where they do bring in new, innovative and improved businesses and companies. But the people that are living there don't get pushed out. Mm-hmm. They get to learn and grow and develop with their community developing and that's not really what i'm seeing quote unquote renovating yeah <laughs> renovating renewing right you know like right. you said bringing new businesses and, yeah and, and people migrating into the city um but but yeah with dc and the dmv and a lot of other cities across the country um you know natives people who've been there for a long time Unfortunately, they get priced out or the taxes get too high or people people buy them out, you know. So, yeah, it's it it it, it may it doesn't seem to necessarily be a collaborative or like a effort to actually uplift the folks who are. Yes. I mean, it's great for new folks who are coming in, but folks who've been here or want to stay here or want to buy houses here like moi. Hello. It it also ha- comes with a lot of challenges. Absolutely. So I hear you. I hear yep, you. Yep. So Cordelia. um you know, it, it Miss USA and, and pageantry has seems like it's really allowed you a lot of self-reflection. I know you've met a lot of wonderful women who yes. become friends um, and it's really elevated um, your 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 passion and your yes. platform yes. and um, acts of random kindness. Is that something that you do you are you thinking to like go into that full time after? Yes, after that, your reign. That is the plan. So if you are listening out there, please it. support us in any way. I know, yes, that right. is actually the plan. So I'm actually a social worker for D.C. Child and Family Services okay. Agency. So literally I wear many hats, but they all intertwine and they're focused on the same thing. So as a my full time job, Miss D.C. USA and the CEO and founder of ARC. Yes. And it's all in all alignment. intertwined, That's all beautiful. in alignment. I'm doing the same thing. I'm living the same purpose. That's and beautiful. at some point, I do believe that ARC will be a, a million billion dollar nonprofit. Yes. You know, speak it. not and not even just here in the U.S. So it's funny because I posted something on Instagram and I don't know if people really read those long captions. I think it just Sometimes depends. They do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was talking about <laughs> the fact that 
I didn't, I, for a long time, or probably for forever until a month ago or a couple weeks ago, I didn't understand why people went to other countries to help those in need or like adopt from other countries. Mm-hmm. I never understood it. I'm like, we got the hood here. We got people living in poverty here. We have homeless people here, right? But when you go to these, when you go to these, so when you go to these countries, though, they are a lot poorer than America. Yes. And so I recently went to Colombia mm-hmm. and I really seen the poor areas out there. Yeah. One, two, I was fortunate enough to be a presenter of a few awards at the Muhammad Ali Humanitarian Awards. Congratulations. Yes, which was so dope. It wow. was amazing. I met people from all over the world. Oh, man. Um, and one of my favorites was this uh, young lady who was from Pakistan. And she became an engineer and started to build infrastructure in Pakistan Mm. because her upbringing was that she didn't have electricity. She didn't have a roof. Mm. This girl lived in a building with no roof. Mm. Meanwhile, the kids I work with, they at least got a roof. Right. So mm -hmm. it just it just opened my eyes up to the fact that. You know, there it could always be worse. Mm-hmm. I'm just That's put it true. that way. And it, it could and always be worse. Yes, and Cordelia, you bring up a great point because I think a lot of times as Americans or folks who are born in the United States, sometimes we think in our own situation is so like dire or like why me mm-hmm. or you know you we poverty in other countries is completely drastically different than yes. our yes. poor or poverty. Yes. So yes, I mean, I hear you and I think it's all of these experiences that you're amassing and all the people that you're meeting and I would be remiss <laughs> if before we go I don't talk, you know, at least ask you about so you have a love in your life I and you do. you're engaged. I am. Right. So let tell me, us. so now let me tell the world, okay? Because the world is going to Come hear on. this interview. Tell the world. So this man, so we've been together four years we actually met at work mm-hmm. okay? at the social at yes you, mm-hmm. yes so um he's not a social worker and he's um he's a supervisor there but we met at work and he actually donated to arc so he was smart yes smart. that is a way to get <laughs> yes. our attention yes so he donated to the organization which was um a very it was very generous of him to do that and i believe that he did it because he in he supported what I did, mm-hmm. not necessarily to get it in, but that was still like a double whammy kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but so he I was investing. Right. Investing early. <laughs> <laughs> so I I win the pageant and he actually proposed two weeks after. Oh, my goodness. And I was looking at him like, are you crazy? What are you doing? I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to be here. Like, I'm trying to move to New York to be Miss USA. And then I'm love- going to be there another year because I'm going to win Miss Universe. I what are you doing, it. sir? What are you doing? <laughs> so, like, the first, I would say May is the uh, fifth month. Yeah, the first five months of my engagement, I didn't really wear my ring because I was doing appearances all the time. I was prepping for Miss USA. Mm-hmm. I was trying to keep it on the on the DL right. mm-hmm. because pageant fans are they will get you, okay? And I didn't need anyone thinking that my love life was more important than me winning. Right. The you pageant. didn't want to divert exactly. from you exactly. and your platform and everything. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um but like Or dis or angry fans. Yeah. <laughs> so like I said, everything happens for a reason and we 
um, yeah, so he proposed. He told me he got one of my best friends, him and I. We all were going. He told me we were going to a play. Mm-hmm. The color purple at that, a couple days before Christmas. So I'm excited to see the color purple, you know. He tells me that they're going to announce me as Miss District of Columbia USA. Oh, so wow. I, I bring my crown. I love this. This is good. This man is like pouring his heart out to me on the rooftop. Oh. And at the wharf. My friends oh. she she left and went to the restroom. Mm-hmm. So he's like pouring his heart out to me. And it actually did cross my mind. I'm like, he wouldn't propose right now because I miss DC. Right. This is not the right time. Girl, he got on one knee. I walked away. <laughs> I came back. <laughs> then all of our family and friends came out, came out of the woodwork. Oh, you didn't even know they were there. No, oh, I had wow. no idea. Oh, he got you good. I had no idea. He got and you good. I looked at him and I was like, we're not going to a play. <laughs> we're, as tears are coming down my eyes because I'm shocked. It's like you a really ready. great, you know, it was, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm a Virgo. I like structure. I'm organized. Oh, man. And That's funny. And I said yes, of course, because mm-hmm. um, even through my experiences, relationships can definitely be a challenge and they can mm-hmm. be difficult because, you know, when you have faced trauma and that could be like a whole nother situation in conversation, when you yes. face trauma, it, it just it wires your brain a little different. Um, and so I'm just happy that I found someone that's my person. Yes. I adore him. He supports me. And that's so important to the moon and mm-hmm. back. And um, I'm very grateful that, you know, I got some black love in my life. I know that's yes. right. Oh, my exciting. goodness. Now, once you once you wrap up, you can go on. The Oprah, the black love. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, no. So, it's fun. It's um, it's exciting. And so, now I wear my ring all the time because, you know. It's a very beautiful ring, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Shout him. Yes, he did Shout out. He He, did good. He did well. Yeah, he did good. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. And and now it doesn't really conflict with me and my pageantry journey. Um, I feel like I've accomplished what I needed to accomplish through that. And so. Yes. Yeah. I love it, Cordelia. Yeah. So that's what's next on my radar, yes. other than trying to become a full-time motivational speaker. Yes. Oh, you will. Yes. And Deshauna is doing the thing. Yes, she is. Like, Shout so, out to Deshauna. You know, if that if if that platform is what does that for you, you oh, will yeah. be speaking for many, many years to oh, come. Oh, yes. I'm so <laughs> excited about it. I actually, I spoke in Washington State. I spoke in Hampton, oh, wonderful. Virginia. Wonderful. I'm speaking in Alabama soon. Yes. I'm going to California. So I'm definitely excited about that journey I think I said to myself a few years ago like I want to be a motivational speaker and so I just started doing it and when you when you want something you just have to do it you just got to do it all the other all the other ducks will fall in a row Mm. you just got to get out there and do it I love it I love it Cordelia well please tell us where we can find you on social media and also your website absolutely so please visit ARC's website at ARK-DC.org. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ARK underscore DC. I can also, you can also find me and follow my pageant journey. Um, my reign is up in January. So until then, at MISSDCUSA. And then, of course, if you want to get to know Cordelia on a little bit more personal level, 
C underscore Cranshaw, and that's with an A, not an E. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it sounds like you saying Crenshaw with an accent. I know, <laughs> and it's so funny. Like, does because... she mean Crenshaw? No, Cranshaw. Yeah, so I don't know what happened in the lineage of my family, but I think someone didn't know how to write, and that E turned into an A. You think a. so? I think so. I, yeah, I really it think so. It could have happened. Because, I mean, there aren't many Cranshaws. You know, what, you know how you see, you eventually see a last name repeat itself? I think that's what happened. Interesting. Yeah. It, that's legit. But we love you. We love you. Oh, Crenshaw, Crenshaw. Yes. We love you. <laughs> you are listening to WERA 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. This is your girl Yazzie Speaks on Millennial Minds. Till next time, peace.